0: $5 minimum balance required.
1: We get a chance to know our enemy. The Falcons are on the road as the Jaguars are. They're all in England right now as we are getting ready for the international series between the Falcons and the Jaguars. We head out now on the Hobson Hobson Newsmaker Line. Talk to a good friend of mine. I've known him for years. He goes by the name Hacker, so you can call him Hacker, but it's Ryan Green, our guest from 1010XL down in Jacksonville. Morning, Hacker. What's up, my friend? How you doing? John, I'm good. Brother, how are you? Now, do you agree with my assessment that Gators are only good for making shoes and maybe eating? Because I know you're a big Florida Gator
2: fan. <laughs> well, well, that's certainly two of the things they're good for. Although, if they go into Kentucky tomorrow and knock off the Wildcats, I would think Billy Napier might be ahead of schedule from where people thought they were going to be coming into the year.
1: We'll get into that coming up before we let you go, because Hudson's got some things to say about the University of Florida. But let's talk about Jacksonville. Uh, the Jaguars, a team last year that finished... Red hot. Um, And I think a lot of people coming into this season felt like they were kind of the it team in the AFC South and they haven't got off to the start that everybody thought they would be. What's the biggest problem they've run into so far in the first few weeks of the year?
2: I mean, they're getting in their own way. Their nonsense is happening. Stupid turnovers and penalties. I mean, last week, just the epitome of the first three games, really, they let a 255-pound fullback return a kickoff 85 yards, for a touchdown because they completely blew their kickoff coverage. The ball was fumbled. Everybody converged on the ball. No one stayed on the entire right side of the field. And my man from Houston picked it up and ran 85 yards for a score. I mean, it was embarrassing. And that's some of the words that you've heard coming out of the Jaguar locker room this week. It's been embarrassing. You could argue the Jaguars to this point may be the most disappointing team in the National Football League. Now, it's very early. And let's not forget, they started 4-8 and eight last year before they made that run, ultimately, to the AFC Divisional Playoff. But they're looking at this game on Sunday against Atlanta as almost a must-win. I mean, with Buffalo following week in London, if you lose to Atlanta to fall to 1-3 and three with Buffalo a week from Sunday, it could get away from the Jaguars pretty quick. So this is a big game for Jacksonville on Sunday morning.
1: Hey, Hack, uh, who's the team leader? Who's the leader? I mean, is there identity in the first, you know, you know, few weeks of the football season? Uh, is it the coaches? Is it the players? Uh, what's the identity going into this season?
2: Well, Joe, I mean, look, the the, the identity of the football team was supposed to be Trevor Lawrence, and, and he's supposed to be the team leader. And that's not to knock him. I mean, he is playing okay. His receivers are not helping him out. I mean, last week on the opening drive, he puts just a dime very well. Calvin Ridley, perfect throw, and Ridley dropped the ball. Ridley's actually, I think, led the league so far through three weeks in drop passes. Is that Rust? Perhaps. It's been 23 months since he played um, in in the NFL regular season, but they're they're not helping him out. The, The previous game against Kansas City, there were three separate instances where Lawrence completed passes in the back of the end zone, but his wide receivers couldn't get two feet in. And they were all out of bounds, and none of them counted, obviously. So, Trevor is playing well. Could he play better? Of course. But he needs to get some help from the wide receivers. He needs to get some help from his skill position guys. Now, last week, Travis Etienne had his best game of the year. And if Etienne continues to perform that way, eventually Ridley and Kirk and Ingram, you would think, would start performing up to par as well. That's what I'm saying. It's very early. You started seeing glimpses of the ETN from last year, last week. We hope now we start seeing that from the likes of Evan Ingram and
1: Christian Kirk. We get to know our enemy as we head down to Jacksonville, 10-10 XL's Ryan Green, our guest right now on the Hobson Hobson Newsmaker line. Ryan, what is the perspective or the narrative of the Atlanta Falcons from a Jacksonville standpoint?
2: Well, I think, I mean, a lot of our talk down here, guys, is about Kyle Pitts, obviously being a former Florida Gator and why isn't it working for Kyle Pitts up there in Atlanta? I know you guys uh, stole Calais Campbell from us. There was a thought down here that a homecoming in the offseason with Calais Campbell. We know he visited Jacksonville, ultimately decides to sign with Atlanta. And at the time, we're like, what's he doing? Is he chasing the money? Well, heck, you guys are 2-1. and one. We're 1-2. One Maybe Calais knew something this offseason. But, but I think the narrative is, and the narrative was all off season. The Jaguars play six games against their AFC South rival and four games against the NFC South. And they need to eat in those games because other than that, they have Kansas city who they've already lost to Buffalo, Cincinnati, Baltimore, San Francisco. It's very tough. So the Jaguars and fans down here said, look, three and one or even four and zero oh against the NFC South is what needs to happen. That begins obviously on Sunday and, and we know they've spent a lot of money on defense this off season. Jesse Bates has been very good for you guys. In fact, talking to some guys in the Jaguar locker room, they singled out Jesse Bates as a guy they have to know where he is on the field because the guy is flat out making plays three weeks into the year.
1: Give me a grade hack on Chavon Walker. I mean, I mean, this is a guy that's been, you know, number one overall pick from Georgia, the Bulldogs. What, what, what uh, everybody, What is everybody saying about him thus far in his career?
2: You know, when I finished up college, my motto was D's get degrees, right? Because I was <laughs> over it at the time. And I'm not sure if I'm going to give Trevon Walker a D. I'll probably give him a C minus. Mm. Is he okay? Yeah, he's all right. He'll probably get you a passing grade. I think he's had, you know, two or three tackles for loss this year. He got a quarterback sack against Indianapolis in week one. The problem, guys, is when you see Aiden Hutchinson going nuts on national TV last night, or I guess on on Amazon TV, whatever it is, and he's doing everything right, and Hutchinson's making a big impact, now the Jaguars are getting called out for taking Walker over Hutchinson. I said on social media this morning, for Jaguar fans who are in defense mode here because of Aiden Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker could still be a very good player. But there's no doubt right now that Aiden Hutchinson is clearly a better player than than Trayvon Walker. It's okay to admit both can be true. I haven't given up on Trayvon Walker. The fan base down here hasn't given up on Trayvon Walker. He's not performing as well so far as we would have liked. Has he been terrible? No. But he certainly has not looked like the number one pick in the draft to this point.
1: How do Jaguars fans feel about back-to-back weeks in London? Because the Jaguars, for those who don't know, play the Falcons, then stay in London and play next week against the Buffalo Bills. That's got to suck as a fan base, doesn't it? Yeah, well, you got to keep in mind, John, though, this was the home game for Jacksonville.
2: All right, the Jaguars lose a home game, but they lose a home game every year Mm -hmm. to London. That's just the reality of the current situation until they do the renovation with the stadium downtown, which is certainly being talked about a lot here in the city. But... The Buffalo game next week is a Bills home game. Gotcha. So the way we're looking at it, Buffalo doesn't get to play us in front of Bills Mafia in the state of New York. They've got to travel to London to play us. So do the Jaguars have a better opportunity in beating the Bills in London or in Orchard Park? I would take my chances in London. So from that standpoint, Jaguar fans are, are pretty okay with it.
1: Last thing before we let you go, how do you expect this one to play out? Do you guys feel confident that you could take care of the Falcons or are you going to be one and three before the Bills next week?
2: I mean, I'm not confident about anything. When C.J. Stroud comes in here and just tears you apart and the Texans win by 20, uh, how anybody could feel confident about this Jaguar team, I don't know. I'll say this. Being in the locker room this week, it's a very clear understanding. There's no panic, but there is concern. They know they need to play better. I believe they will play better. I think it's a back-and-forth game. I do. At the end of the day, I'm going to pick the Jaguars by a field goal. But would it surprise me if Atlanta wins the game? Of course not. Atlanta's played well. And to this point, you could argue they've played better than Jacksonville through three weeks.
1: You should have a fun weekend. Gators in Kentucky, and then you get uh, Jacksonville and Falcons. Hopefully you go 0-2. That's how I feel about <laughs> it, but you've known me for a long time. Hacker, it's always great to talk to you, man. We'll catch up with you down the road. Guys, have a great weekend. Anytime. Uh, That's our good friend Ryan Green, 1010XL, down in Jacksonville.
0: Support for Extra 1063 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.